Last orders at the bar, please. Welcome to Tavern Tales, a curated 5e Dungeons & Dragons adventure set in the tales of the Yawning Portal campaign module by Wizards of the Coast. Previously on Tavern Tales, the great Ophi and his two wolves, Pluto and Pete, have felt Fogrin and Melisine, but have underestimated the rage and skill of Oscar Stonehammer, hell-bent on saving the day. Come sit down and drink with the enemy, raise a glass and toast to the enemy, and I'm not gonna do this on my own. Melisine, it is your turn. Make a death save. Eleven. You have saved. Fogram, it is your turn. Make a death save. Five. You have failed. I have failed. Please put an X in the first column of the Kyle wants to kill you chart. I don't like that chart. Now, the ogre with his great club cries out unholy vengeance against the horrible depredations of the evil rogue who has slain his two beloved pets. And he says... Take that! (laughs) So intimidating. He has rolled a total of nine, so there's no way in hell that hit. Nope. The two wolves die, painfully. It is now your turn, Oscar. Played by... Aaron. Who is... Malnourished. (laughs) You had taco salad for dinner. I did have taco salad. It was delicious. There was tomatoes and lettuce and onions. And cheese and an edible bowl. Ooh, yeah, it was good. I love when you can eat the Taco bowl. time is great. Taco salad. <laughs> it's like, you don't need to eat. It's like you already have enough to eat. Now we eat the bowl. <laughs> Remember when Tim's had the eat the bowl? I missed eating the bowl at Tim's. Like with the chili? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that was a good, or with good soup. times. You could do yeah. the soup too. Corning where dishes are not edible. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it starts with corn doesn't mean you can eat it. <laughs> Maze where. <laughs> That's amazing. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That was really corny. All right. Oh, my goodness. What would you like to do, Oscar? Could I use an action to put my short sword away and pull up my immovable rod? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to do that. Okay. I want to try cool. something. Yeah, not, not even a bonus action. It's just a free action to draw out your immovable rod and put away your short sword or drop your short sword to the ground and pull out the immovable rod go for it i'm going to do that the short sword falls on the ground sliding down the stairs to end up piercing the stone floor right next to fogram's head parting the mohawk not cutting it at all not trimming it not neatly just like sliding through where the mohawk is almost causing yet another failure on a death save heads up no <laughs> unconscious literally heads up <sighs> don't worry she's beneath you <laughs> does ulfi have any holes on him yes he has a butthole <laughs> like wound okay Whoa. does he have any does he have any wounds on him <laughs> 
some, some would say the stink issuing forth from there is a wound to mankind. But no, yeah, he's been hurt three times. He's been hit by a crossbow bolt, stabbed with a war pick in the chest, right in the peck. And he has a wound in his soul from the harmful things that Melusine said to him. But he has wo- open wounds on him. Sure, yes. And some bed sores. Okay. It's pretty lazy. I'm going to attempt to uh, stab him with the immovable rod. Oh, okay. And then disengage. So oh, then okay. he can't so then he can't move. He's like hung up on the invisible rod. Yeah. Like, you know, to be honest, I'd go with that first hole. The butt. The butt. <laughs> <laughs> That's what Vlad the Impaler did. I, I Do mean, it. Do it. I mean I can. That was really cool. I'm gonna give you a blue gem. A blue gem. <laughs> I'm going to... To, to make it happen. Just let the wrong blue gem so he can roll with advantage and then he can attack with tons of extra damage. Well, what, right. Would that be an actual attack to a, like... <laughs> yes, you will attack. It is an attack the roll. Rod up yes, in... it is definitely an attack but roll. But you gotta roll double, yeah. You, right. You're spending yeah. it already. Fine, <laughs> it is beautiful color. You may roll with advantage. I don't have to spend it. Or do I have, you have to, to spend it? You have to spend okay. that, yeah. You're spending that. You're giving that to me oh, for sorry. forever. Okay, thank you. What would I add to it? This would be your proficiency bonus and your dexterity bonus. I mean, you only need to get a 12 or higher, so I'm assuming. 15. You have done it. You have jammed him in a nether region. You might have got his taint, not the butthole itself, to be fair. But you uh, you get to sneak attack because you had, you had advantage on the check. So you do get to roll your 4d6 sneak attack damage. On the rod? With the rod? With the rod. <laughs> As you bash how, how, how it, how much damage good. does the rod do? The rod itself will just do his strength damage, so right. that's just plus two. Sixteen. That's for booping my snoot with an immovable rod. With the immovable rod, <laughs> and then I will disengage. Hey, yeah, <laughs> with a bonus action, he disengages and dashes down the stairs. Yes. <laughs> well, you can't dash, but you use your movement action after you disengage to move away down the stairs. <laughs> You've engaged the immovable rod? Yes. Would you like to know how to disengage the immovable rod? No, I you know I know Kyle how to disengage an immovable rod. You push the button. I just don't know if he's been doing his kegels to <laughs> do that. I mean the the button has to be on the outside otherwise you wouldn't have been able to push it to keep to make it immovable. Correct. You managed to find a way through his like he's got like a kilty thing on and he has leather pants on as well and i guess there must be a a tear in the seam in the butt there and you have noticed that and you have jammed but good and the great ulfi pops about half a foot off the ground in shock and surprise and he says i didn't know dwarves swung that way as you then engage the immovable rod and he doesn't come back down his feet are still an inch or two off the ground as you disengage and run down the stairs. You're like little little feet running in the air. How dare you kill my dogs and violate me so? I didn't think I was ever going to use it for that. And then I totally did. Are you going to use it again? And uh, I wish that I'd, I had a white gem because I could have revised it because when you jab it up there, I would have had the great Ulfie say, oh boy, diggity but instead i don't have white gems so i don't get to do that i wish foggy was here he'd enjoy this <laughs> hey speaking of which we're at the top of the round oh, me. begin with a death saving throw 15 so that is now two saves you are one away from not dying and fogrim i'm gonna die <laughs> have you failed again fogrim yes i have that is two 
even after switching dice. Only one more away from the slumber that is eternal. The world has grown dark, Fogrim. So dark indeed. But you recall back at the Gnomish village, your cousin and good friend Tessikar went down to the river and picked some berries. Berries that Tessikar brought back and gave one to Eldeth and ate one himself. And there are several berries remaining. In fact, you tested them for poison to determine, no, no poison at work here. There are a few berries remaining that could be of use in this moment. While the world grows dark and you hear in the distance calling to you, calling the herd home, a muted sound of as something inside of you that has taken root, Fogrim, over the last few weeks of your association with Tessikar and all of the guidance you have received from him. I've received a lot of guidance. Tells you that you are not yet done in this place and that while death calls to you, it is trying and striving to keep it at bay. You may have two successes on your death throw saving chart if you embrace the dark god Shabnagurth as your own and as your savior. I accept. <laughs> Totes worth it. Totes my goats. <laughs> exactly. Ah. All right. That with that pun, you are now. That is your third failure. No, no. Just kidding. <laughs> it's been fun. No. is like all about goats. He touches Foggy with his. Oh, he more than touched me. Cloven hoof to goodness. With everyone else making an action, <laughs> Great Ulfi tries to find the rod. He can move without doing an action. He just needs a DC thirty strength check to move. Yeah, he's that's and he's gonna find. He's trying to find the rod. <laughs> what did you what did you do to me <laughs> he does not find the rod or at least the button upon which to release it from his dangling pain he takes a d4 of damage from hanging there as irreparable sundering of his colon curse oh my god he takes four <laughs> piercing damage <laughs> yes four bludgeoning damage to his colon. Because it's not sharp at the end. His rectum. It's blunt, though. <laughs> Killed him? No, but I wrecked him. <laughs> oh, baboon. Oh. And with that, it is your turn, Oscar. Do you have one of those berries in your pocket, perhaps? I can't remember if yeah, I Yeah, I don't do think not. you ever did. The storyteller is sure that you don't actually have a berry. Hmm. If only there was something... It's not on a character sheet. Would this clear thing that I'm holding? You would like in my to hand? interrupt the storyteller to yes. announce a change to the story? Please do so. I don't think you've done it yet, so please introduce this new person who takes the stage. So the character I used to interrupt stories previously is in, used in well, this other... is a different story at a different time. So new someone new. Someone new okay. Well, well you, you wait, have you interrupted this tale yet, the Forge of Fury? Not this one. And somebody new. Somebody new. Not a Muppet. Cookie. No, I can't do it. <laughs> Uh, ma'am, excuse me. Yes, uh, sorry, you in the front row. See, I I heard this story before, and that's not actually what happened. Oh, you don't say. Well, what is it you've heard? 
Well, I reckon when I heard it the first time, Oscar actually had one of them there berries in his little leather satchel just over his right hip bone. Uh, of course. Yes, that I'm sure he did. I don't see the purpose of that. But nonetheless, so Oscar had a berry that Tessacar had given him at the lunch so long ago. That, that, that would be correct, ma'am. Yes. All right. Well, thank you. I will continue my tale. Oscar, it's your turn. How far down the stairs am I? Or am I all the way at the bottom? Oh, you're all the way at the bottom. Oh, yeah. You're down at the bottom of the stairs. You're standing right next to Fogrim, who is bleeding out from all of the bashing and horrible wolf-rending damage that he has taken. Your short sword is still parted, his mohawk neatly in twain. You scoop down and pick up your short sword and adjust Fogrim's hair back into place. And what? I'm going to take the berry and... Gently drop it into Fogrim's mouth. I'm going to simulate chewing by opening his jaw up and down, and then simulate swallowing by rubbing his neck up and down. Simulate or stimulate? Stimulate. Okay, good. Because I was <laughs> like, if you're just simulating it, it doesn't really do much. This is a uh, a thing that you have learned to do in rogue school because not always are you able to get an anti-venom or an anti-toxin into somebody's mouth in time before they pass out. So knowing this skill, please make a medicine check for me with advantage. 15. Yes, more than enough. You only needed a seven. You have succeeded. Fogrim, you gain a hit point. It is a temporary hit point. And after 10 minutes have passed, it will go away. And you will be reduced to zero again. But you no longer have to make any death saves. Yay! Top of the round, Melusine. Gonna make my death save. Oh, nope. And failure for the first time. A cloven hoof comes knocking, knock, knock, knocking at your soul's chamber door. I don't trust goats. Yes, indeed. That's why it politely knocks and recedes back into the void. In the recesses of Melusine's mind, she tells the story of why she doesn't trust goats. (laughs) That sounds like a tale that is interwoven with the trauma that happened at the Blueberry Festival. But you're not awake to tell the tale. So, Oscar, what shall you do? You see Fogram's eyes flutter open and he says, Thanks! But Fogram isn't looking at you when Fogram says thanks. He's looking through me? Yeah, maybe not even in your direction. He might be looking off up there where the room is darkest. Okay, I'm going to use an action to slap some sense into Foggy. <laughs> oh. I can't take it. I don't right. have any point. Fogger, make a death save. <laughs> no, please no. <laughs> How many uses would I get out of that? Just one. It's a one-use potion of healing. This is why I am more than willing to throw death in your face time and again, my friends, because you have potions of healing and white gems. <laughs> I'm going to give Foggy my... Potion of healing. To- Fogram is is alive and oh. kicking and has one hit oh, point. Okay. Fogram is not dying She's in not. Okay, any way, mind. shape, or form. Sorry. Okay, so probably once Melusine's back. Uh, she- you would pour it down Melusine's throat. Would it bring her back? Yes, that would immediately oh. give Melusine hit points, and Melusine would return to her feet if you chose to give her the potion of healing. I'm going to do that. I'm going to give Melusine... Which is good, because it looks at this point like Tessikar and Eldeth are in dire straits with their fight against the orcs and some sort of older, very wicked and evil-looking orc called an Orog. That's not good. I'm going to gingerly 
pour the potion of healing down. It does, and it tastes like ginger and menthol. <laughs> in my mouth? Indeed, like ginger it. and menthol in your mouth. Weird. Last time I kiss a smoker again. Do I roll the... Because menthols. <laughs> 2d4 plus 2, you can roll it. 2d4 plus 2. 2d4 plus 2? While you're rolling the dice, how did you come upon this potion of healing? Do you recall that you... Because you started the game with it, and they were all the trappings and vestiges handed down to you by your family as things that aided them in the escape from the Forge of Fury before. Where did this come from? Tell me the tale. Was there actually a tale, or am I making it up? We're making this all up. (laughs) (laughs) Am I making up a fake story within the fake story? Yeah, this has never been told. That's why I'm asking. Oh, okay, that was... Everybody's received these two gifts. Your characters have talked about them in the past, and I know that Tessikar hates the fact that he carries around a giant empty wooden box that he can't... uh, Well, it's not... Feels empty, can't open it. And you have a potion of healing. Nobody's really told me where these things came from. When you use them for the first time, I'm going to require everyone to tell me where it came from. And so in the telling, please explain to me where the immovable rod came from, as well as the potion of healing. A twofer. The potion of healing came from my grandfather when... He was escaping previously. It was in a nice silver flask with an eagle on it, like an eagle's head. Sorry, your um, grandmother, right? Grandmother. So my grandmother passed it down. It was in a nice silver flask with an eagle head, and I kept it in a foot locker, always by my bed. And when I get lonely, I would look at the eagle head, and it would remind me of me of Mima. I love it. To be fair and to be clear, Oscar did not look like his his grandmother at all. His grandmother had honey-colored hair, and two distinct eyebrows. <laughs> she tweezed. Good old Mima. And the immovable rod? So the immovable rod I got from an older friend who we used to do bouldering with. And when I was still learning, I would use it to save myself from falling. He had it. He got it from somewhere. And he would give it to me when I was learning how to boulder. And so I would fall a lot because I was just learning. So I would use it to save myself. Excellent. And this friend was a cousin or whatnot and also of the Stonehammer clan and he received that as a gift from Meemaw as well and passed it on to you when he learned that you were going to the Forge of Fury to reclaim or did he pass it on to you because he didn't have it and he fell while bouldering so he had it but then a serious bouldering accident caused him to sacrifice himself to save me wow and so now I what is his name Draven the hunter. I mean, that's Craven. The boulderer. The boulder. The bold boulderer. Draven. Draven Stonehammer. He had honey-colored hair and two distinct eyebrows. Whoa. His funeral was long and a sad one. Lived but a short life. Died early. Is that a dwarf joke? <laughs> it wasn't it intended now. as such, but nonetheless, we continue on. Is it the top of the round? Because I, I have hit points too. It is top of the round. The great Ulfie once again attempted to extricate himself from the immovable rod. And he says, uh, curses, where's that button? Actually, he's like, oh, curses, where's that button? Oh, it hurts so much. Uh, failing once again to extricate himself from the rod, which is slowly work. Like you can see now his feet are touching the ground. Please roll another D4. Three. He's slowly getting there. It's killing me. It's killing me. <laughs> Are immovable rods made out of metal? 
No, it's actually made out of, it's an inanimate carbon rod. It's made out of metal, right? Yes, it's made out of metal. Okay. But you can't see it. Yeah, I could get around. (laughs) I'm going to give him more dissident whispers. Okay, yes, do so. More whispering. Please roll a a wisdom saving throw. I have rolled a one total. Woo! (laughs) There's like a slight laughter at his situation in a whisper form. (laughs) Just wait until they find out about this. Just wait. Just wait until they all find out about this. So it's three d six damage, and it's a wisdom saving throw, which yeah, I failed. Good. So you do your damage. Twelve. The great Ulfie greatly slumps, sliding entirely over the rod, crumpling to his knees. His head lolls, but he's not able to fall over. At the top of the stairs, it kind of looks like he's just he's just taking a break. It's just. <laughs> Kneeling down, head head hanging forward, his great club falls out of his lifeless hands and rolls down the stairs to come to rest at the feet of Fogrim. And a powerful stench washes the room and trickles down the stairs. Is a, a frothy, brownish-colored liquid. Oh, you sure you want that back? I'll, I'll make it work. <laughs> The fight behind you has come to an end. Tessicar looks grievously hurt, having lost the other arm. No, just kidding. No. Um, <laughs> what, if, what if you put that liquid in the bucket of our parents? Then it turns to alcohol. And oh, so oh, Eldeth yeah. pants heavily, and Eldeth says, "I didn't think I'd have to kill so many." And there's three or four dead orcs and this orog laying at their feet. As combat has come to an end. I need you to heal me. Oh, I need, you need me to heal you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Then I then I move over to Foggy and I cast Cure Wounds. But as you know, Foggy, you have to sing along with me if you're awake. Oh, I'm fine with that. First, yes. let me roll first. Like a surgeon. Ooh, cutting for the very first time. It's too high for Fogrim. Like the a surgeon. Oh, yes. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> you asked for it. Yeah. Well, you have to be Fogger. That's fair. Yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. Priscilla lands <gasps> in and laps at the brown stuff and says, I'm all shook up. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I do kind of want to put it in the bucket of barbarians, though. I'm a little curious. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right. You, um, you take the oh God. frothy brown fluid and you scoop the bucket and there's not a ton of it no, in there fine. and it magically transforms into you a guinness yes <laughs> a nice stout beautiful oh my god that, that was perfect <laughs> i'm sorry you only get four hit points back that's fine i'll take them well no longer having only temporary hit points you have four hit points in total as you are enabled to take a short rest in amongst the dead can I take a look and see what was on Ulfi? Yes. The combat has ended. The five dwarves are standing there, gasping, panting, looking at each other. Can we have a, a moment here amongst the three of you commiserating before we move on? Foggy, you almost died. What happened? Not n- Nothing good. It was terrifying. But then there was like... Do you know, remember when, like, Tessicar kept, like, calling guidance for us? And there's, like, I don't know if you guys saw, like, this, like, dark goat thing. No? No, not, not, not really, no. Melissine's, like, 
loses eye contact with you and is like, I felt so much sympathy. I almost died with you. Because, you know, I want to be with you, friend, till the end. I was like, pretty sure I was dead. Goner, for sure. And then this dark goat voice called me and said if I was loyal to it, then I would live. So I did that. Yeah. When you woke up, you said thank you, but you weren't looking at me. You were looking somewhere else. Well, what did you do? I gave you one of them berries. Those berries were magic? Apparently, you lived. Oh, I guess I didn't need to pledge allegiance to a goat. Well. Well, what's done is done. Whatever. It's all good. (laughs) We all do things when we're younger that we don't really want to ever remember. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not that young. Did I say that out loud? (laughs) Yeah. Oscar, do you have something you need to share with the group? No, not right now. What's the bucket taste like? Oh, it's delicious. Do you want to taste? It's not much, but I'm willing to share. Yeah, I'll take a tiny thimbleful <laughs> of this. What do you think? I quite like it. Mm. It's got a chocolatey aftertaste. Not, not, not really for me. <laughs> it's got kind of a nutty feel to it. <laughs> just hints, just hints. Just so, hints. uh, <laughs> it's called Strong Rod. Oh yes. <laughs> why is he hanging there? Because I was, I was dead. Oh yeah. Why is why? I had taken at this point, you guys were not doing too good. So at this point, I had taken the rod and proceeded to forcibly insert it into his rectal area. and That could kill a guy? Apparently. Oh, okay. He was suspended there for a few moments while I had the chance to save the day. Did you tell him to turn his head and cough? No. (laughs) It was very quick inward motion and then down the stairs i went i didn't know you could die from that well thank you for saving my life oscar i appreciate it ditto and i appreciate the both of you too group hug. What about me? <laughs> shut up tessicar <laughs> and group hug group with hug. that we close that episode This concludes this episode of Tavern Tales, a curated Dungeons & Dragons 5e game set in the Tales of the Yawning Portal Adventure module by Wizards of the Coast. Our intro and outro music is the song Tavern Tales by the Bad Billy Band. You can find out more about the Bad Billy Band on iTunes or at www.badbillyband.com or follow them on Twitter at badbillyband. Thanks for listening. Please feel free to leave us a review on iTunes or find us on Twitter at tavern underscore tales. We'll be back next week with more of the adventure.